Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of Afterwards in a podcast about all things TEDx and what it means to stand on that red dot and be a speaker and everything surrounding that process. I'm your host, Michael Ashford. I am the head speaker coach at TEDx Manitou Springs and a two-time TEDx speaker myself. And we're getting the hang of these things already with guest number two. This is Vivian Cobb. Vivian, you have also been a speaker coach at uh, an event before, but you've yes. also been on the stage. So welcome to uh, welcome to Afterwards. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to kick off these episodes and we're only two in. So <laughs> It's just now becoming a pattern, but I like to kick off these episodes by asking you, what is inspiring you right now, Vivian? Right now, right now I am being inspired by, ooh, I am about to sell my house and become a nomad. Oh and that is inspiring me like you would not believe. I am so excited. I feel like the weight of the world has been lifted off of me and I'm going to be unencumbered and I'm going to be able to do whatever I want to do. And <laughs> oh my God, I just cannot wait. I'm oh. sure people have so many questions about that. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about that, but this is a TEDx show. <laughs> like this is, I might do a TEDx talk about that <laughs> one day. You, go. you never know. Your next TEDx uh, yeah. idea. So Vivian, I would just love to understand from you why TEDx? Why did you want to step on the, the red dot? Why? Yeah, what, what went into the movement forward and saying, this is something that I want to do for my life? I know, right? It's, it's <laughs> such a thing. Uh, my really good friend, uh, Angela, which I know you know her yes. as well. She's involved sometimes. She was my first speaker coach. There so, you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, she did a TEDx talk back in the day, I think it was 2018 or 17 like that. And, and it just, that was the first time I had ever, ever heard of TEDx. And I thought, wow, she's so cool. And she got to do that. And then I thought, wow, I'm pretty cool. I think I'm going to do that too. So yeah, I was inspired by her. And so that became a dream of mine and I visualized it. I actually was, the first time I was a TEDx coach was for TEDx Colorado Springs. And I, took a picture of me on that red dot and I put it on my visualization board and sure enough it happened not once but twice yeah <laughs> what was it about Angela's talk or or just seeing that process from uh, from your friend yeah that inspired you what was it that that kind of got to you at a deeper level the fact that she was brave and courageous and got up and told her story and I wanted to do the same I wanted to tell my story yeah. And I was inspired by that. And it was just the perfect opportunity and venue for that. And to be able to speak from my heart and tell the truth and, <laughs> uh, and hopefully really affect other people's lives. I mean, that, I think that's why we do it. We want to put ourselves out there so that perhaps somebody out there will see our story and go, oh, wow, I'm not alone. And that's really important. I think anybody that's watched Vivian, your talk uh, that's out there on YouTube right now, would would uh, the word that would come to mind is you were incredibly vulnerable. I was. You were very, very open about some deep, deep stuff that had happened within your life. Mm -hmm. And to the person listening or watching right now who may be experiencing that, I think their first question would be, okay, 
but most of us don't want to step on a stage and tell that story, mm -hmm. that that deep hurt or that deep trauma or that deep thing that we, we care about. So how did you get over that? How did you get over that? Ooh, like, sure I don't I know did. if I want to go public with this. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm over it. Uh, no, the, the thing of that whole experience was unbelievable. And I really think it's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing today and why I'm talking about the subject that I'm talking talking about today. I'm actually going back around to the first thing I wanted to talk about uh, after my husband died and, and left me with a house in foreclosure and no money in the bank. And I was in so much pain around that for so long that I couldn't talk about it. And now that's what I'm talking about to help other women not experience that very tragic outcome of not talking about finances in a relationship. The fact that I came out with the talk that I came out with a year ago and, and telling the truth, my absolute deepest, darkest truth, still, still very, very vulnerable, like you said, very yeah. hard. Um, yeah. Not hard in a bad way, um, but that has helped me absolutely forgive like I never knew I could forgive look at my life like I never thought I could look at my life and and just really be authentically I mean I've always been authentically myself but man now it's just no holes barred and and it is the most freeing incredible experience and a lot of that talk I know was for me but it was also for other people and I had never talked about that publicly the the people in the room who saw me practice were the only people who knew that mm -hmm. until I stood on that stage and the reason I wanted to do it that way was I wanted to model for other people that you can do it you can open yourself up to that degree and and it doesn't kill you you in fact it endeared people to me mm -hmm. and it made them love me more and see me more and and I wanted to share that. And so that's why I did it. And you're right. Most people can't do it, but they saw somebody who could. So maybe that gets them a little bit closer. You know, um, already there's a theme coming out in a lot of the, the, the speakers that we've talked with, that we will have on this show, that we have on this show of they're not giving their talk just to, to say, hey, look at me. Um, I, I want to be on this stage and I want to, I mean, of course there's some desire to give a TEDx talk, but there's this drive to want to help people. Mm -hmm. Now I got to take a step back and just ask you a very pointed, simple question of why, why do you want to do that? <sighs> because I believe this world needs a lot of help right now. We I need to be yeah. connected in ways we've never been connected before. I think our survival depends on it. I mean, that's a deep statement, and I'm just going to let that sit because it's true. If we can't get back to our humanity and our connection and the things that make us human and special to each other, then we're lost forever. And What is it all for? <laughs> exactly. And so right. I want to model that, and I want to be courageous in that so that other people can be courageous in that as well. Now, you, you mentioned something earlier that this talk uh, 
kind of spurred you on to do some other things mm -hmm. afterwards. Um, you certainly mentioned the, the feedback that you've received, but dive into that a little bit more. Like what did giving this talk, what did standing on the red dot do for you and propel you towards? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the preparation for this talk was excruciating. It's intense, isn't oh, it? Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Especially when you're doing something that is so personal and yeah. so deep and uh, vulnerable, as you, you called it. Uh, just that process alone was, I mean, there were times I had to call Mickey and, and just in a complete meltdown and like, oh my God. And I would tell her, I'd say, don't worry, I promise I'll be there, but I got, you have to know that this is really hard for me. And she was so supportive and so sweet and so caring. And I, I love her for that. Um, so once I got past that process, uh, get, getting to, uh, you know, it, it really helped me to being that vulnerable and that honest in that little piece of myself that I kept hidden so thoroughly for my entire life. And once that was exposed, then it was like, oh, well, bring whatever else you yeah. got because that was the worst that I had, you know? <laughs> and so it just opened me up to looking at life so differently. And like, and like I said, that has, that has just fed into I mean, it, it took me out for a while, mm -hmm. uh, even afterward. And it's kind of like when you um, work really hard towards something, you know, and you're just like so focused on it and then, and then it's done. And then you're kind of like, oh, now what? You've heard that from Olympians. <laughs> yes. Like they work so long and so intensely and so hard yes. to achieve this one thing every four years. And then once it's done, they're like, <gasps> okay. Yeah, and so it took me about six months of just kind of going around going, wow, that was like the pinnacle. What do I do now, right? Uh, but once all that cleared away, uh, I just been, I've been so much more free. And I think that, like I said earlier, has helped me say, wait a minute, I don't want to be encumbered by a big, huge house. I want to go travel. I want to go speak all over the world. I want to meet new people and do new things. And this house is really holding me down. It's sucking up all my money. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's this responsibility that I don't need anymore and I don't want anymore. And so it just kind of opened these doors to this little place inside of me that yeah. wants to go out and play and and just be free. I'm, I'm having um, <laughs> I'm having visions of Tom Hanks in the Money Pit in that movie right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> like, I think all a house can are, sometimes feel like that. Yes, sometimes. yes. Okay. The question everyone's going to want to know: Where are you going to live? Like, what? Like, will you live in a a, a, um, a tent, or like, will you live in a? <laughs> well, it's interesting. It I've looked. I've priced out some campers, and I've thought campers, about. That was the I've, word I was I've thought for. about that, but then I thought, you know, that's not really me. I uh, I love to drive. Don't get me wrong. I love a road trip, but I kind of like a, a a hot shower, and <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, uh, <laughs> not not going to the bathroom in a little can or whatever. So I'm going to uh, probably do the Airbnb thing. Okay. You know, uh, what I really want to do, I'm committed to being here through 23, but January, come January 24, I'm going to go overseas again. I was overseas at the end of last year. Uh, and I want to spend like two to three months in each country that I visit and really immerse myself in the culture, stay away from the touristy stuff, really try yeah. and be around the locals. Yeah. That's 
more my vibe. And I want to do that for a year or two. Uh, but I do have a, I have an Airbnb here. I do have another okay. property that is uh, a rental. So I do have a place to land if, when I come back. And I also know a lot of people here and I've had a lot of friends say, oh, you can come stay with me. You know, it's not usually more than a couple of weeks, but that's okay. (laughs) No, you can't move in, but you can come stay. Uh, And that's fine. I, you know, I really don't have a plan and that's kind of the beauty of it. There's some vulnerability (laughs) in that for sure. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of go with the flu. So. So I want to go back to something you said that the the process of creating the talk and preparing for the talk was was just so intense. Mm-hmm. Um, give the folks who may be wanting to do this or considering this just a window. You and you've also been a coach before too. Mm-hmm. What is it that is so intense about this process? Like from in the preparation leading up to stepping on stage, mm-hmm. what is God just so intense about it? Well, you have this idea, right? You have this idea. And it's this really broad idea, you know, like, I want to tell everybody about cake. (laughs) All right. Well, who wouldn't want to hear that? Yeah. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to hear that? But you only have 20 minutes and there's a lot of stuff about cake. So you have to, you know, part of the process of just calling it down and making it make sense, Mm -hmm. flow, uh, what is the point you're actually trying to make? What is the message? How do you say it so poignantly that it can't be missed? There's a lot of technical stuff you have to do, but also if it's a really personal story, you've got the emotional stuff. Like for me, I'm writing that story and I am reliving everything Mm -hmm. as I'm writing. And so I'm having to process that as I'm writing it. Uh, and that's where the difficulty emotionally came in. Yeah. Not difficulty, that's maybe not the right word, but just the fact that you have to look at it, process it, know that you're gonna speak about it. Uh, but it's just, it, it's a long process and it's you don't have a whole lot of time. I mean, you have a few months, it's probably more the time than some talks that you might yeah. be involved in. Yeah. And you have a lot of help along the way, which is nice. You've got the coaching, you've got the mastermind mm-hmm. to help you get that message focused. But I think part of it also is just the mind work of focusing, getting your idea down to what it, what is it you actually want to say about cake? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So that, that it's exhausting in, in some ways, just like anything that's important. <laughs> As a coach, I tell the speakers that I'm working with that every line has to set up the next line. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't, if it's filler, if it's not moving your narrative towards your end goal or your end point, get it out of there mm-hmm. because it can very quickly balloon into something that mm-hmm. that becomes unmanageable. Uh, you forget things. It has to be so on point every single line. Yeah, that every can be, word has to matter. Yeah. And you're not you're often not supported by slides either. Right. So bringing yourself back around by just taking a glance at, at some slides that usually doesn't happen either. So right. there no. is a level of and this then the the delivery of a TEDx talk I think mm-hmm. can get into some people's heads. Mm-hmm. How did you go about thinking about how you wanted to deliver such an emotionally gripping? part of your life well I knew I had to hold it together uh and so there's a lot of work on that Uh, practice I mean I can't say enough about just 
saying it over and over and over and getting and and as a coach you'll relate to this if you get stuck on a line that's usually yeah. a, a pain point that you either need to get rid of it or you need to analyze why am i getting stuck right here yep. i mean there's all kinds of been there <laughs> yeah all kinds of stuff going on that's even beyond the words you know you've yep. got your emotions you've got your brain your subconscious all those kinds of things are all working together but yeah, it's it's quite the process. It really is. But you're right. Every word has to count. And you've got to get rid of the stuff that doesn't make any difference. Yeah. And I think the most important thing I can say about being a TEDx talker is you have to be coachable. You have to be open sure. to feedback. And if somebody says, you know, this part really doesn't need to be in there. And even though you think it's the absolute best part of your speech you have to be willing to say okay i need to be open about this and get rid of it because the the end game is for the audience to get the most out of what you're saying yeah. make it about your audience absolutely so i want to wrap things up here by asking you just a few quick or a couple quick questions here which uh, the first of is what i mean i know we've kind of maybe scared some people here with some of this stuff <laughs> What was the most enjoyable part of it for you, oh, Vivian? Oh my gosh, it was it was really enjoyable, and I didn't mean to scare people. Uh, I was being but, a little but bit like over the you top. said, my talk in particular was pretty really intense. But not everybody's is, so, uh, and you don't have to go for your own jugular in a TEDx talk. You can pick something a little less that. a little less intense in your life. Uh, but I'm sorry, go back to the question. The most enjoyable part. Oh, the what, enjoyable part, What did yeah. you get out of it? Uh, well, of course, community. You can't beat the community. Absolutely. Uh, the friendships. You're bonded to those people in a way that you're not going to be bonded with anyone else. Sharing that experience of being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and working together and giving each other feedback. That's a beautiful thing. And then, of course, I just, I love being on a stage delivering a message that affects an audience. I just, that to me is very rewarding to my soul. And it was a beautiful venue to do that in. And people who show up for TEDx talks, they <laughs> really want to be there. Yeah. They really want to hear these messages. And that is, oh, that's the best. <laughs> you know, um, I was struck as you were saying that by the fact that you are there in the middle of a six foot diameter red dot, but you just spoke of how much support is in the background. Oh yeah, You are not unsupported when mm -hmm. you step on that stage by any stretch of the imagination. So no. just want to make that, like draw that point out because that's yes. important for a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. You're not just showing up that day for the first time no. in the middle of the red <laughs> dot expected to, to deliver this incredible speech. No. There is a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of love and support that gets you to that red dot. And that's the magic of it all. For the person thinking, okay, I'm convinced I want to do this. What would be your, your lasting advice to them to consider as they think about, okay, applying and, and preparing for a TEDx talk? Just what's your last piece of advice, Vivian? Well, don't give up. It, do, it, it might not happen on the first time that you apply. Very true. Uh, it took me six or seven times mm -hmm. before I got in, uh, and I applied all over the country. So don't give up. If you really have a message that is meaningful to you and that you want to share and that the world needs to hear, just keep 
plugging away at it, get help, find people who have done it before, get their advice, listen to their advice. <laughs> that's the coachable part. <laughs> that's the coachable part. Uh, but yeah, just do it. You know, if you want to do it, do it. Go for it. Yeah, go awesome. for it. Thank you so much, Vivian. Thanks awesome. for being vulnerable and sharing your perspective and safe travels. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to see you. 